A lot of you have been asking me for insomnia treatment options, so I want to let you know I have launched an insomnia treatment course. It's a very structured and effective treatment program with a lot of clinical evidence support. So one course is in Chinese and one is in English. You can find it at deepintosleep.co forward slash insomnia. Hey, welcome to Deep Into Sleep. I am Ishan. How many holiday parties have you been to recently? Any white elephant parties? Any company holiday parties? Any company get-togethers? And the big Christmas dinner party next week? And the New Year's party maybe? A lot of people may count on the New Year resolution next year to either lose weight or stay healthy. Or eat healthily. Have you thought about starting right here, right now? How to eat healthy throughout this holiday season? Then you will feel less guilty and much better after the holiday season. And of course, if you eat better, you sleep better. Today we have dietitian Ravlin to share with us her survival guide to eat healthily. During this holiday season. Hi, Revelyn. Welcome to Deep Into Sleep. Thank you for having me, Sean. You are a registered dietitian. Can you please explain to us what do you do day to day? Day to day differs. I would say I do many different things in nutrition. So one of the things that I do is I work as a registered dietitian for Kaiser Permanente. And I work specifically with oncology patients. So I help patients optimize their nutrition status before they begin chemotherapy. So that's one of the things I do in terms of a clinic setting. And then I also have my private practice, and I do many little different things in my private practice. I see clients one on one to help with nutrition counseling. I also go to different companies around the Bay Area, and I give nutrition and health-related seminars to improve employee health and wellness in the workplace. And then I also host webinars, different nutrition webinars online for different companies and different、uh, professions to ultimately improve nutrition and help with different goals that they might have. For instance, if someone's interested in losing weight. Then we create a seminar around losing weight and give that seminar to those people and have them come on board and、um, learn many different things that'll help them get to their goal in a very sustainable way. Oh wow! You、mm-hmm. definitely are doing a lot of different things. <laughs> that's a fun <laughs> thing about being a dietitian. You can do so many different things. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Have you noticed some professionals? They are not. Eating very well because they are so busy. They either skip meals or they just randomly grab whatever on the go.、Definitely. Yeah, that's a good question. I feel like for the professionals, it's very difficult, especially for some of these startup tech companies here in the Bay Area, where they have very long workdays. So some people are working twelve hours during the day. So they're the decisions that they're making regarding meals and snacks are not always the best. So they're de- definitely just grabbing things that are convenient, easy to go, that are often processed, high calorie, high fat, high salt, 
And then they're also not exercising throughout the day. Many of these employees will tell me I used to exercise three or four or five times a week. And because of how hectic their schedule has become with the long hours and the commute times, they don't have any time to put towards exercise anymore. So not only are employees having a hard time figuring out how to eat healthy during the course of their busy day, but they're not exercising as well. So that makes it very difficult. So I, I come in and I teach seminars to, for easy, realistic tips that I can give these people to improve nutrition in the workplace. So it doesn't have to feel so hard and something so challenging, especially because life is already challenging as it is. Right, definitely. What I have contact with are mostly healthcare providers. They also very similarly, very heavy workload, uh, take care mm -hmm. of other people all day long, but not take care of themselves. So I'm very curious, in your webinars or workshops, is there any key tips you normally share with these professionals? Sure. So it's really, it's technically, it's a huge course. So we cover a lot of information. But one of the things, the biggest things that I cover is how much I dislike fad diets. So I'm not really a fan of following a specific restrictive diet. So for instance, the paleo diet, the keto diet, intermittent fasting, the whole 30, all of the these diets, the problem with them is that they're very restrictive in nature. So although some people experience results in the beginning, the problem is that this restrictiveness around these diets eventually catch up to people. And it makes it very difficult to sustain these diets, especially in the society that we live in, where we have carbohydrates all around, we have processed food available, especially in the workplace, when we're working 12 hours a day, that's what's readily available for people. So that's one of the things that I teach people is if you're trying to diet or you're trying to lose weight, choose something that you can start off right off the bat with sticking to long term. Because if you know you can stick to it, then you'll have consistent results week after week. And once the weight comes off, you'll be able to maintain that weight loss. Great. So, you know, the holidays are coming, right? <laughs> yes, holidays are coming. And yes. all the baked goods are around everywhere now. Right, exactly. I would not be surprised if healthy eating becomes a popular topic around this time of the year. Definitely. A lot of people will approach me during this time and say, this is the time throughout the year when I gain 10, 15, 20 pounds. And some people really just, it's very hard to create the discipline to try to stick to your normal eating pattern or to exercise, especially because food is so abundantly available. Now, every time I think I go into the clinic every day, I see something around, whether it's cookies or brownies or cake or some sort of holiday treat, something is always there. And it's so hard to kind of stick to your normal eating pattern when all these foods are readily available. And then on top of that, there's so many different parties and potlucks and celebrations. I know tomorrow for our clinic, we're having a work party at a restaurant. So with all these extra parties, we're eating more. And then if individuals are tend to go to the gym after work or do their exercise routine after work, they're not having that time to exercise. So it's really hard to stay on top of their exercise regimen on top of that. So the holidays are a time where food is abundant and time seems limited because we're so busy with all these celebrations and spending time with our family that we're not exercising. So this can lead to a lot of weight gain for a lot of individuals. Right. And definitely a lot of unhealthy food choice around. Definitely. 
-hmm. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So I have a few survival tips that I would like to share if you are open to hearing them. Ishan? Mm -hmm, Definitely. I'm like, I think I totally need them. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So one of the first survival tips that I tell people is never starve yourself all day before any event or party. So a lot of people come up to me and say, Raveline, tomorrow's Thanksgiving or tomorrow's Christmas, and here's my plan. I'm not going to eat anything from the moment I wake up. That way, when I go into dinner, I can eat whatever I want, all the food that I want and all the dessert that I want. And I tell people that this is the worst thing that you can do because our bodies are not set up like this. We don't want to put our bodies into starvation mode because when we do, we end up eating a a lot more extra compared to when we have a little bit of nourishment in our bodies. So our bodies hate starvation. So once we finally allow our bodies to eat, we tend to overeat and overcompensate. And a lot of the calories that we eat get stored into fat versus kind of burning some of that energy off. So I tell people that a smart thing to do is to eat a light lunch. So maybe even having a salad with some chicken in it. Um, Or having some very light snacks that are uh, focusing on consuming uh, high protein, high fiber. So for example, a piece of fruit and a cheese stick will keep you full. It has the fiber and it has the protein to keep you full and give you that energy to take you into your next meal. That way, when you get to your dinner time, your Thanksgiving dinner or your Christmas dinner, you're not starving and you're not going to eat absolutely everything in sight. That way you'll be able to manage how much you're eating at that dinner time. Because you'll be surprised, even if you starve yourself all day, you think, how many calories can I really eat at dinner? Oh, goodness. Especially with some of these Thanksgiving and Christmas meals that are very calorie dense, you can easily eat 4,000, 5,000 calories in the course of one meal. You'll be extremely full, but it's definitely doable with these calorie dense foods. So I always suggest start the day off by eating a well-balanced breakfast have a light lunch and then have a light snack before your big meal. Whoa, this is so good to know. I definitely did it so wrong. (laughs) (laughs) The intentions are good, but I think it ends up going the wrong way for a lot of people. Right, because I think just like many people, myself also, sometimes I'm calculating or I'm thinking about the whole day, how much I'm going to get in. So if I, you know, restrict daytime and then... If I eat more at night, I would think, well, spread the whole day is still pretty good. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So I understand where the concept comes from, from a lot of people, but it ends up backfiring. So it's always good to, you know, start your day with having a little meal and make sure you have a little light lunch. It doesn't have to be something dense. It could be carbohydrate free, but make sure you always have a little bit of protein at your meal and snack to help keep you full and satisfied. Mm-hmm. So the mm-hmm. education about nutrition, about food is so important. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So I remember right. that one. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. <laughs> so the next tip I have, and I don't know, Yushan, if you're one of these people, but once the holidays come around, people become obsessed with their holiday coffee drinks at their local coffee shop. So I'm talking about those tall peppermint, white chocolate mochas, or the a spice, uh, pumpkin um, pumpkin. Yeah, that's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> so the problem with these drinks is that I know they taste good and I'm a pumpkin lover myself, but a tall peppermint white chocolate mocha with whipped cream is around 430 calories. And that's the amount of calories that you need usually for like a single meal. 
it's around four, I would say 400 to 500 calories is how many calories make up a single meal, one meal throughout the day. So it's very easy to pack on extra calories with those holiday coffee drinks. And I see people at my clinic that are drinking these drinks on a daily basis. So I would suggest limiting yourself to having these drinks maybe once or twice a week. And if you can go for lighter options when you go to these coffee shops, for instance, trying sugar-free syrups if they're available, or what I like to do is I tell um, the the coffee shop to make my drink with half of the sweetness, so half of the, sh- the syrup that they usually use in these drinks. You can try using low-fat or non-fat milk instead of whole milk. Hold the whipped cream. So I always say no whipped cream because, again, whipped cream usually adds on an additional 200 calories to your drink. And then add, add spices such as cinnamon or nutmeg for an extra kick to your beverage because then you have a lot of extra flavor without the extra calories. Hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. So we need yeah. to tailor that. Yes, exactly. Uh-huh. Or, again, everything, as I like to tell people, everything in moderation. So if you if you absolutely love those drinks and you want you know, all the fixings, the whole milk, the sugar, the whipped cream, give yourself that treat once a week. Mm, I also like that idea as a treat. Yeah. If we work hard, one treat. Yeah. yeah, No more than one a week though. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Okay. And then the third tip that I have is always fill half of your plate with vegetables. This is extremely important, not only during the holiday season, but everyday life, but it works very well during the holiday season. Because when we sit down and we eat a meal, we are so used to having an abundance of food during our mealtime. So our plates should look full. When they're full, they're visually appealing, and it looks delicious. So one of the ways to make our plates look full is to fill half of our plates up with a variety of different vegetables, because you're adding bulk and density to your meal without necessarily adding tons of calories, because vegetables are lower in calories than usually all the other foods that you see during Thanksgiving, Christmas, or New Year's time. So always to kind of manage the amount of calories that you're consuming, make sure half of your plate is filled with vegetables, and then fill your plate up with whatever else that you want, you know, bread rolls, uh, turkey, stuffing, whatever you want. Just make sure half of your plate is filled with vegetables. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's a good idea to really be mindful about yeah. the amount of vegetable in your mm-hmm. plate. Mm-hmm. And another wonderful thing about vegetables is that vegetables make you feel really full because they have a ton of fiber in them. So they're adding a lot of density, bulk and volume to your stomach without the calories. So you stay really full and that prevents you from munching and eating extra. That's a good idea. So it keeps you full, have this full feeling, but it's use healthier way to fill you up. Yes. Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm always curious regarding vegetable, you know, sometimes I feel guilty that either a holiday party or just a day-to-day meals, I sometimes forget to eat vegetable or when I order food, they don't come with a lot of vegetables. Mm-hmm. So if I go back home and make some vegetable smoothie, does that uh, help me get enough fibers and whatever mm-hmm. I need throughout the day? So I tell people the rule is try to eat three cups of vegetables a day and two cups of fruit per day. 
This is a good kind of rule of thumb in order to meet your needs. And I'll tell you, it's very difficult to actually do. I mean, I'm a dietitian and I measure out how many vegetables, how many cups of vegetables I'm consuming because it's not easy to do unless you make vegetables the priority in your meals. And I'm not vegetarian or vegan or anything like that, but I make sure vegetables are highlighted in my meal. I when I figure out when I sit down and I try to figure out what are we making for dinner tomorrow night, I first figure out what vegetables am I going to be cooking. And then I think about the protein and then I think about the carbohydrate because this is the way that allows you to make sure you're meeting your vegetable needs and consuming enough. Okay, that's it's a lot. Rule. It's a lot, Ishan. I want you to try to measure it out when you go home today. <laughs> You'll be surprised. Like this is a lot of fruits and vegetables. Right, three cups of vegetables and two yeah. cups of fruits. Wow, mm-hmm. I totally yeah. like. Yeah. I haven't been doing it, but I I should start. This is great to know. Yeah, and, and I always say start small. So when I'm coaching individuals, I tell I tell people start off with one cup a day. Make sure you're at least consuming one. And then build up to one and a half, build up to two, two and a half, three, and eventually kind of get to your goal. But maybe don't start off right off the bat with three cups during the day because it's hard to do and it's a lot to kind of think about. You have to slowly figure out how to transition and make it make it into a part of your lifestyle. Mm. So start slow. Yeah. So since it's holiday season, you know, a lot of people are gonna go holiday shopping and food shopping. So do you think it's helpful for people to just buy a lot of vegetables and fruits and store them at home? So every day they can be it's easier to to think about this and eat. Yeah, this? definitely. And I also tell individuals that a lot of people think that buying the fresh fruits and vegetables is the best way to go. And I tell people there's nothing wrong with frozen produce. There's a lot of evidence that shows us that the frozen produce has more nutrients than some of the fresh produce out there because frozen produce is taken and frozen right away. So all the nutrients are staying intact versus when you pick something that's fresh, you have to then pick it, transport it to the grocery store. It sits in the grocery store for about a day or two. So the turnaround is a lot slower. So each day as your fresh produce is sitting, nutrients get lost. So I tell individuals, try to get a selection of both fresh and frozen. So that way you can start off by consuming fresh. So say you go grocery shopping today, you'll make fresh produce. Maybe it'll last you, you'll have enough for leftovers. It'll last you two two or three days. And then around the third day of the week, go ahead and take some of the frozen produce out of your freezer and cook that up. And that'll last you another two or three days. So there you go. You have a week's worth of produce by incorporating both fresh and frozen variety. That's such a good idea. Uh, I haven't thought about that too much because I do struggle whenever, you know, I feel like I need to eat healthy. I go to buy this fresh vegetables, fresh fruits, but then they just go bad if I don't eat them fast enough. Yeah, exactly. And, and I think that's with anyone as well. I know that I I have carrots sitting in my fridge right now. And I think I've had them for like a week, which is really bad because I had a plan to eat them. And then they just, I never figured out how to, you know, incorporate them into my daily meal plan. I, I had other vegetables I was thinking about. So sometimes that happens. But I think what's help is when you sit, sit down and map out your meals and figure out what types of meals you want to be eating, what type of vegetables you want to include at each meal, that'll help you uh, purchase the right variety and make sure you're using the vegetables that you purchase in a timely manner. 
Yes, great. So the audience,、mm-hmm. whoever are listening, when you go grocery shopping, right? Please make sure you buy some fresh stuff and frozen stuff. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and then the fourth survival tip that I have is say no to seconds and yes to dessert. So one of the things that I tell people is to focus on moderation. Give your body the taste and flavor that it wants without overdoing it. So moderation is important because it helps to keep your portion sizes in check. So when you're eating a meal, you want to you know don't double stack it or triple stack it. Pour the standard portion sizes. So have you know a one fourth of your plate protein, one fourth of your plate carbohydrate. Half of your plate as vegetables, as we discussed earlier, and then a lot of people like to go back for seconds or thirds. And I say skip the seconds or thirds. You're likely already satisfied with the calories coming in from that meal alone. And instead of saying yes to seconds, go for dessert. You know, have a good dessert. You know, whether it be pecan pie and ice cream, or cookies, or brownies. That way, you're giving your body a little taste of everything without overdoing it on the calories. Hmm. Sometimes I think people are scared of desserts since they are really、yes. healthy and sugar and heavy. So, um, you you think we should use dessert to balance the calories? Yeah, definitely. Because the holiday times are known for some of these Christmas desserts: these pecan pies, these pumpkin pies, um, cake. And cookies, Christmas cookies. So a lot of people really look forward to the desserts. Sometimes the desserts are just as important as the meals. So instead of feeling like restricting yourself and saying no, I can't have dessert, I can't have dessert because I had seconds. Instead of having seconds, have put those calories toward your dessert. That way you feel satisfied and you're not, you know, depriving your body of eating some of those desserts that you're craving.、Mm. I like that. So、yeah. don't go for second round or third round of meal. Instead,、yes. go for the desserts. Exactly. Exactly.、Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, with sweet, I think my body can be so happy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I definitely have a sweet tooth. So that's one of the things I look forward to at every meal. Is what is the dessert tonight? Mm-hmm. Yeah! Mm-hmm. Wow, I like the survival <laughs> guide. I also like、yeah. how you call them. That really gave me a lot of、um, super useful guidance. I feel like I can start using them immediately to really、yeah. help me survive the holiday seasons. Definitely, and I think that's what it's about, right? We want these tips to be something that are is easy to incorporate and not something that seems challenging and so life changing. We want the holidays to be fun, but then we don't want to pack on the extra ten, twenty pounds that comes with the holiday season. We want to try to make healthy decisions as much as we can because a lot of people don't realize, but the holidays are two or three times out of this course of you know two and a half, three months: Thanksgiving, Christmas. And New Year's, so it's three days, but it seems like people tend to go very crazy over the course of this whole month. So it's important to keep basic nutrition principles in mind, so you can stay healthy and keep your weight in check, as well as enjoy the holiday season with your friends and family. Right. I'm also curious. When we eat a lot, we tend to feel、uh, more tired.、Mm-hmm. Right. Is there、yeah. anything in this in your survival guide that we should be aware of to balance that to make sure、mm-hmm. you know、uh, we eat healthy and we still have enough energy to do whatever we need to do? 
Definitely. One of the things that will help is exercise. So especially right after that meal, when you feel like you've overeat, you do tend to feel kind of fatigued and drowsy and tired and lazy. The best thing you can do is get up and go for a walk. So even if it's a 10, 15 minute walk, kind of burning off some of the energy that you just ate will help keep your energy in sync. It'll help burn off some of that extra calories and just make you feel better overall. Oh, I like that. Yeah. yeah. So I always tell, you know, if I always tell my family when we're at these gatherings, you know, let's do something active. Even if it's playing a game with your family, maybe playing something like Twister um, or uh playing some of those uh, or, or karaoke or sometimes we I had this funny little competition last year where I said okay let's figure out how many dishes you can wash in five <laughs> minutes each person let's go so it's a way awesome. to get the house clean as well as you know get a little exercise in as well but even if you can just get out there and go on a quick walk around the neighborhood look at the Christmas lights. It's a fun thing to do and have the kind of the whole family engaged and you're burning calories and you're keeping your energy intact as well. Yeah, it's very creative and yes. fun. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Great, so sounds like we need to uh, pay more attention to the food, what kind of food we take, uh, how much calorie we eat, how we're going to balance calories and, uh, and the desserts, and mm -hmm. don't forget about exercise. Exactly. Don't forget about exercise. So that's the one thing I would say is that with food being so abundant during the holiday season, do not give up on your exercise regimen. Even if you're eating a lot, make sure you're still maintaining your exercise. So if you go four or five times a week, whatever it is, or maybe you just walk for an hour throughout the course of the day, whatever it is, at least stick to your exercise because that'll help balance some of those excess calories that are coming in and help to maintain your weight. Right, right. Mm -hmm. Is there any good like exercise people can do at home within the yeah. house briefly if, you know, during the holiday season, they don't have the chance to go out to the gym? Yeah, definitely. So one of the things that I absolutely love and live by is high intensity interval training. It's called HIIT, H-I-I-T. And these are workouts that are completed within 15 to 20 minutes. Usually you can do it at home or at the gym. It's totally up to you. And there's no equipment that's needed because you're using your body weight and you're exercising pretty hard. So it's a very high intensity exercise where you're keeping your heart rate elevated, but then you can complete a very good workout within 15 to 20 minutes. So in my survival guide that I will give to you that you can hand out to your listeners, I have an example of a HIIT workout in the guide. So make sure you, whatever you need to do, even if you have 15 minutes at home to exercise, there's always a way to kind of manage and make sure to fit it into your busy schedule. Wow, I love mm -hmm. that. I tried HIIT earlier this year in, yeah. um, in a gym. That uh -huh. was great. Yeah. So I saw yeah. that you, you write about that on your blog at yeah. revenue.com. And mm -hmm. that's really great um, to, to know that you highly recommend that. And you, you can actually do that at home. Yes. And that's the thing I love about it. It's because all you need is 15 to 20 minutes and you burn so many more calories. You burn fat like crazy. And the 15 to 20 minutes is hard because you're constantly doing exercises but it flies by, it keeps your body challenged and it burns fat like crazy. Even compared to individuals who are running, like running on the treadmill at a, a steady pace for 45 minutes, nothing compares to how many calories hit can burn. 
So I absolutely love it. And I think it works very well for a lot of people, especially during the holiday time when everyone's very busy. Yes, definitely. And some people are traveling, right? They are with yes. families in other cities, other states. So exactly. having these kind of options they can do either in their hotel or house. Exactly. Um, yeah, that's going to be awesome. Do you recommend like, does it matter you do it in the morning or at night before meal or after meal? No, definitely not. Whenever you have the time, I, I, you know, definitely feel, make sure you have energy before you go into a workout. So don't ever do it on an empty stomach. But whenever you have the time to do it, even if it's in the morning or afternoon, 15 minutes is all you need to get in a good workout. Great. Awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna start putting that into practice. Yes. A lot and even if it's, you know, even Ishan, if it's like 15, if it's about two or three times a week, it's still phenomenal for heart health and results and burning calories. It's even two to three times a week. It's not something that you need to do every single day. You'll see results and you'll feel really good even in two, if you just incorporate it two to three times a week in your regimen. Right. I, mm-hmm. I really like this message you keep on sending, no matter for exercise or food, that we can start small. We start can start, small, yeah. yeah, with start mm-hmm. with what we are able to do and exactly. slowly build it up. Don't push ourselves too hard. No. Don't yeah. set up too high, too perfect goal from the beginning. And then if we are not able to do them all, we will feel very guilty and bad. Exactly. And you want to make it realistic and just make it fit in your lifestyle because in nutrition and exercise, it should be fun. So you have to figure out how to find that balance with it being fun and fitting in with your lifestyle to promote your overall health. It shouldn't feel something that's like a burden or something difficult to follow. And when it, because when it does, you're no longer going to stick to it. You're going to go back to your normal ways of eating and not exercising. So again, it should be something that's light and easy for you to stick to. So you're able to um, incorporate nutrition and exercise week after week, lifelong. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, I like that. So yeah. <laughs> we need to really figure out our own individual lifestyle and how to incorporate all these great survival guidance, the tips into our life, how to yes. make sure we can eat balancedly, eat healthily, and squeeze in some exercise and exactly. make it fun. I like it. Exactly. Exactly. You got it. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Thank you. And thank you for sharing your survival guide with me. I will share that with um, the audience of the show. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Sounds good. Thank you for having me. I I had a lot of fun talking about nutrition during the holiday season. Oh, yeah, definitely. Also, (laughs) I want to know how people can find you, you know, if they want to register your webinar, they want to learn from you. How, How can they find you? Yeah, definitely. So I will be launching a new webinar in January of 2020 for a lot of people who are ready to kind of set their New Year's resolutions and get healthy. You can find me on my website, ravlean.com, R-A-V-L-E-A-N as a Nancy.com. And I'm also on social media as Ravlean as well. Great. Yes, Mm -hmm. I will put all this on the show notes. So this is my conversation with Raveline, who shared all these wonderful tips to help us survive this holiday season with healthier diet and ideas for brief exercise. I'm definitely feeling more confident about this upcoming holiday seasons. How about you? 
If you like what Revlin shared and want to have a copy of her survival guide, you can go to the show note at deepintosleep.co forward slash episode forward slash zero one five to register our newsletter, and then you will be able to download her survival guide. Let's keep these wonderful tips in mind and enjoy a wonderful holiday season. Sleep is an individual thing. We all sleep differently, and there is so much we can do to improve sleep quality. Keep hope and carry on. This podcast is for general informational purpose only and does not include the practice of medicine or other health professional services. Usage of the information we share is at the listener's own risk. And our content does not intend to be a substitute for any medical and professional services, diagnoses, and treatment. Please seek professional health services as needed. Are you suffering from insomnia? I promise you, the CBTI method in my course will definitely help you. Even if several nights of better sleep, that would be a world-changing experience for you. I have had so many success from my insomnia patients who have taken this course over the years. If you know someone who are struggling with sleep, go to my website and check out my course at deepintosleep.co. Or slash insomnia.